1: Good afternoon everyone, I almost said morning. Uh, I am Ron Kolick, welcome to Ghost Chronicles International right here on Tojanet and PowerX Radio. And with me, Mike, on the other side of the pond, is the gold standard in ghost hunting, Mr. Steve Parson.
0: Good afternoon, how are you? Good,
1: good, 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 good. Anything new you want to start the show off with? Well,
0: let's start off with some, uh, some breaking news.
1: Yes, okay, good.
0: Um, it's not it's not from Iowa. <laughs> they, they there, is, the However, there is a result. However,
1: no noise. from me.
0: Exactly. However, um, our colleague and friend Anne Winsper uh, is now, as of today, Dr. Anne Winsper. Really? And she is, I, I think, generally accepted as one of the world's leading authorities on electronic voice phenomena. No way. As a result of her... Well, obviously, she's not a patch on um, the Tennessee Wraith Chasers, but that's what her PhD's really? in. Yep. She got it today. So congratulations. I'm so proud of her.
1: Well, congratulations.
0: There we are. She's not listening, of course. She's out getting Wind drunk. Spa. Yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, how was that different than the other day for her?
0: Uh, well, that's well, a point. Well, she's been working very hard on her PhD. So yeah. she, she's been strictly teetotal. Really? Oh,
1: well, that's interesting.
0: So there we are. So wow. that's the news. Any other exciting news? No? Uh, well, they, they, but they, yeah. the only other thing this week is uh, that I finished the review of uh, Zach's book. Um, the Ghost Hunting for Dummies, written by a dummy. Um, and I think, well, see uh, we talked about this a few weeks ago, and I said, actually, it wasn't bad. But then that was only on a quick read. As I read more and more about it, and you can read my full review on the SPR website and the book reviews, um, it started to seem like a case of deja vu. It was all starting to read rather familiar. You know, Like I've seen, I've read this before. Um, and I couldn't quite place it. But uh, anyway, then Ken, I, uh, Kenny Biddle uh, from I Am Ken, Kenny Biddle, um, well-known sceptical writer and uh, investigator, also did a review and was spotted the same thing. But he went into a great deal of uh, depth. He got his review out before mine. Um, and he'd spotted a lot of plagiarism um, really huge tracts of plagiarism by um, Bagans and I'd also seen um, this is I, I started to do what Kenny had done um, and put bits of text into Google and it was coming up with um, well we, Kenny, Kenny Biddle's it's linked on the SPR website through mine Um turns out that Zach didn't write much of the book at all. Um, then, bizarrely, in a bizarre twist, uh, Troy Taylor piped up and claimed that uh, he was entirely responsible for the plagiarism because he was helping his friend Zach um, working on the book and he'd forgotten to put the references in. Oh. So it's entirely his fault.
1: <laughs> uh. Go on the huh?
0: Well, the thing, well, yeah, but the thing is, uh, you know, Troy Taylor. He said, "I, have, I am Troy. Taylor, You know, I take full responsibility. I've written over 130 books. Well, you'd think he'd yeah. know better."
1: Exactly. Think, I mean, you know, Troy. In all fairness, Troy, Troy, Troy Taylor has been around as long as I can remember. As long as I've been, longer than exactly. I. Exactly. So you'd yeah. think
0: that, with so many books under his belt, he would know that the basic rule of, uh, you know, if you if you're going to quote somebody, reference them. Put it in the bibliography, yeah,
1: it's, and he, it's not real rocket science.
0: Yeah, there isn't, there is no mention of any uh, Ellen, uh, Ellen Giley, George Norman, Troy, yeah, Troy Taylor, and many, many, many others. Um, had their work pilfered by pagans and put into ghost hunting for dummies. Ooh, I to it was, a, it was astounding. I wonder if Parson has, um. Well, there were some bits I didn't. I when when I saw Kenny Biddle's um, review, of course, I was like, "Well, what, what? You know, is it worth me even bothering now?" Because right. he he'd said it all, um, and we were going to hold it off. The uh, I was talking to the uh, book editor, uh, right. and he said, "Well, you know, we're just going to kick a horse. You know, we're just kicking a dead horse." Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we, we pressed on, um, and, uh, yeah, there was a few bits in it, I think. I was thinking it, it's, yeah, uh, I've read this before. Um, huh. And some of it I even think may have been Ghostology. Yeah,
1: that's what I was thinking of. Um, so uh, is no. it up on the SPR website? Yeah,
0: there if you, you go too. to the uh, spr.ac.uk okay. and look under so. books reviews. Um,
1: Excellent. I could just steal it and put it in my news.
0: There you go. Um, yeah, but, but make sure you put a reference. Then
1: I'll send it to Kenny Biddle and, and let him hey. know.
0: Kenny's already seen it. Um,
1: no, no, that I stole it from
0: you. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> We, yeah, we had to I mean, get there. It took
1: a little while, but yeah,
0: uh, <laughs> I mean, it's perfectly permissible, as we both know, to use yep. uh, to cite other authors' works and to reference mm-hmm. them, and to providing you acknowledge the sources. Now, Troy Taylor should know that, and yeah, yeah, in, yeah. for any yeah. Wish. I mean, he's written. Uh, he, he says in this thing, he says, you know, I've written 130 books, and I hacked my friend Zach on this, and I yeah. forgot to put any references or mention of any of the other authors in. It's all my bad. I would say that's about as bad as it gets. Yeah,
1: that's a shame,
0: but yeah, because there you go. he
1: probably got some some crap on it. I mean, Zach probably saw it or saw the reviews on it, and then uh, went after uh, his. Uh, Ghostwriter.
0: <laughs> well, it looks like we found the ghostwriter, or or maybe somebody just uh, was given a you know an op- an offer to fall on the sword.
1: Yeah, we'll never know. Ah, oh, aw. Yeah. maybe he wanted to be get some more frame by saying he wrote Jack's book. <laughs>
0: Uh that isn't something I don't up to. Um, <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, you, you and I are a little bit different than other yeah.
0: people. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you
1: association, if... any association with something, I mean, how many, I don't know you, but I have, uh, 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 I can go to different websites where uh, there are ghost hunting groups and they have their pictures taken with, uh, you know, all the TV ghost hunters. Oh, yeah. Hunters and, oh, yeah. They're all, you know, famous by association. I, yeah, here's uh, me and uh, Jason Hawes. I mean, and uh, thing it's like, uh, yeah, okay. You really day. didn't work with them. You went to a convention. You had your picture taken with them. You might have even paid for it. Believe it or not.
0: <laughs> oh, back back in the day, you would get people over here saying that they they had been on Most Haunted, um, and what they actually meant is they'd appeared in the audience on Alive. <laughs> 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 uh... Yeah, there okay. was some, uh, you know, or, or one of the, I mean, there was, from time to time they did interview local sort of ghost hunters to get some background stuff. Um, but, you know, the way they portrayed it, oh, I worked closely with Most Haunted. No. You never set foot in the place. <laughs> but I, you used to I, get people, remember, you know, they, I, they would sit oh, in the I audience. Love-
1: yeah, I remember this. Uh, this I was doing a, a lecture at one of the libraries, and uh, this guy came after me, and we were talking afterwards and everything else. He had a group. And he says, "Oh yeah," he says, "Yeah, yeah." Uh, Jeff Belander and I are uh, really, really, really good buddies. I, I said, "Oh really?" Huh? And he says, "Yeah." I said, "I got his phone number right on my phone." I said, "Oh, that's kind of cool." So, anyways, I talked to Jeff because I <laughs> really am <a> good, buddy. <laughs> and I said, "Hey, you know this guy? Uh, whatever his name." Uh, he said, "No, I never heard of him." I said, Shit. "Conference." He said he had your phone on the uh, his phone, and he showed it to me. He says, it, yeah, it, yeah, he says, "Yeah, that's my business phone." <laughs> so it's like, "Yeah, okay, anybody can have that."
0: Exactly. <laughs> I've, I've seen, I've seen it so many times. Uh, we had yeah, a guy that strange. was going around telling people that he was um, one of the standby psychic mediums for Most Haunted.
1: Yeah, um, I, I know, I know, it's the same gentleman. Well, maybe the same gentleman, I know it another is gentleman. the same, yeah, it is the same gentleman.
0: Um, but my oh, favorite so, was yeah. we had a in the very early series of Most Haunted, mm-hmm. they used to do little segments of like reenactment of the phantom. So they mm-hmm. would get somebody to dress up in period costume and then walk through a thing, and then it would be all sort of edited so it looked blurry and ghost like. Anyway, we were up in Scotland and we met this this guy who claimed to be the reenactor who had reenacted Ooh. the ghost on so many episodes of Most Haunted, and it just so oh. happened that whilst we were there, Kieran was also there, um, and so he said, "Of course, you two know each other, don't you? You know, you, you'll have worked on many many shows together."
1: How'd that go? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> As you can imagine,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> but I don't know why it's, people do It's a it. shame, yeah. Well,
1: I... I mean, in all fairness, I mean, some people do get to go on some of the shows, they use standby's, and they, you know, it's like uh, you know, my ghost story or whatever. You, you, you know, you go and you tell your story, and, and you've been on Travel Channel, yeah, on My Ghost Story, which you get paid a hundred dollars for. On, you know t v so I mean that's their claim to fame, okay, that's good. I mean, there was a guy that was a news anchor at the local channel here, and he was saying that when he was a young, uh, he was in the movie Groundhog Day uh-huh as the little boy in the trio. And uh, that was his claim to frame. I mean, he didn't lie, but you know, he was on—he was in the movie Groundhog Day. But but he said it that way. He didn't try to, yeah. uh, you, you know, bamboo you or whatever. That, it's a shame that that we've done that way. And and you know what happens is, it, to, to me, the, the groups that do that—they they try to make themselves more credible. To me, it makes them less credible. Uh, less you know. Credible. I, it just—it drives me nuts. It, Why can't you stand on your own? I mean, that's it, what see, we're in here
0: what, for. When people introduce themselves, as well. I suppose
1: Sarianta. Well. Huh?
0: Uh, no, not really. Uh, but I, when, when you when you it can it will we'll use it as the rant. Um But when you talk to people now, because back in the day, um, and you know you've written a book for a publisher. And you write the book, you submit it, they check it, they say whether it's good, and if it's good, they'll publish it. But yeah. since, they since what about the last, yeah, they even pay you for it, um, since of what about the last 10 years or so, people can just self publish their books right. yeah. uh, and and then they call themselves authors.
1: Yeah, it's the same thing with uh, radio. I mean, back in the day, when you were on a radio station, you were a, you know that was pretty big, and and mm-hmm. when I get to do interviews on radio, that to me that was a big thing. Now, it's uh you know anybody can have their own radio podcast, and like you know half an hour they can put it up in note,
0: yeah, be stations um,
1: and stuff. So it's
0: it's I, just crazy, lot, a, a lot and then they them
1: call themselves good. radio hosts. You know, well,
0: so a lot of go. them are very very good. Let's you know. Oh, well, I'm not,
1: not saying up. they are, but I'm and just saying that. Yeah, you but know, it, no, I know exactly what me. you mean. used to have.
0: No, it doesn't. I mean, back in the day, uh, when we had the BBC, Anne and I worked on the uh, BBC. Yeah, see, that's uh, you know, we, pretty we, we it was it was quite a cool thing to say. Hey, we've got a BBC radio show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but now, you know, every monkey can have a radio show.
1: <laughs> 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 Thanks a lot. I Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, who said that then? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so
1: I guess we can move on from that. Yeah. Oh,
0: so, there you and, go. Uh, if you want to read the review of uh, either go to I Am Kenny Biddle, um, yeah. his own webpage, and read about the plagiarism, or you can go to the SPR dot uh, ac uk read my review which also links to kenny biddle's review so um okay i you will see, uh, you can see the extent of the plagiarism for yourself and there's a lot of I m- it
1: i might i uh, might depending on it i might put it in my uh uh on my newsletter and give uh you know send it to their 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 source basically send it to their proper sources but uh yeah anyway well, moving nice. right along
0: you're perfectly at liberty to uh, put a link to both the reviews or one or other of them. I might That's do that, yeah. Just to do that. that.
1: I, always, I always like to look at a different book every month, so I might do this one. Yeah, so, anyways.
0: Me. I wouldn't call it a book, though.
1: <laughs> 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 Whatever. Anyways. Um, Last week, we were talking about ghost hunting equipment, and we didn't quite finish the list, so I want to finish the list. And okay. This was the list, list that uh, Steve Gonzalez had started, and, and we went over several of you know the we're items.
0: We were doing well, weren't we? It was about seven for seven.
1: Yep. Flashlight, uh, yeah. which we both agreed. Pen and notebook, excellent. Yeah. Smartphone. Yeah. Pretty good. Camera, I agree. Yeah. Two-way radios, good. Yeah. Digital recorder, yeah, yes. Headphones, I, I don't think they're essential part of it, but uh, yeah, you can definitely have them.
0: We discussed that, didn't we? Because we said, like, if you're wearing them, you're not listening to anything else, because right, yeah. So
1: six, you know, six one half dozen the other. I don't, I don't think they're essential. Not, not all bad. No, not all bad, right? Uh, Then EMF field tester, waste of time. Is, what do they call it? Remember that EMF, EMF gauge. Gauge.
0: Yeah, and uh, my so my it. I came down on the waste of time side.
1: Yeah, I like it because I still believe there's some correlation between EMF and
0: uh, oh, paranormal. That's another stuff. I, I didn't say that there wasn't. No, no, uh, no I just uh, I wasn't worth measuring EMF. What I said yeah. was that unless you're going to spend a lot of money, four figures. Right. then information that you're gonna get from that meter is not going to be worth much.
1: Okay. The one the one I see the, the most and this is in a lot of kits and it is the EMF field tester. It is the Lutron. Yeah. EM EMF eight eight EMF eight two two A. Are you familiar yep. with it?
0: I yeah, am I mean, familiar with sp- it. I have one.
1: Simple, I do too. It's a simple little unit. Um And it has, you know, has two options. I I bet you if we asked right now what the difference was between the two options on this meter, nobody would even know. And the two options are Tesla and Goss.
0: Well, obviously, well, obviously I did.
1: Yeah, but I bet you if we we put that out there right now, nobody would really know
0: how ah, you see they cheat because before they before they message us with an answer they google they it, google it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but for far uh, those people who really want to learn something what is uh-huh. the difference between tesla and gauss on this meter
0: well essentially um they're just like the difference between fahrenheit and celsius they're just two different measuring standards uh for Measuring a magnetic field, an electromagnetic field. Uh, the the SI unit, the standard unit, is the tesla, mm-hmm. but the tesla is a very big unit, so we work in micro or milli tesla. Yep. And the gauss, named after um, Gauss, of course. Hey. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> Tesla was named after Tesla. Gauss was named after Gauss. It's just an older-fashioned system. Um, so it's, the, the only essential difference is Fahrenheit, Celsius, and it, some meters will predominantly actually American meters tend to use still use the milliGauss scale, uh, the Gauss and milliGauss yeah. scale. Uh, SI unit meters, which tend to be more European, tend to use Tesla. Um, as a unit of measurement. And it doesn't really matter, providing if you're using more than one meter, um, say two or three of you in the team have them, that you're all using the same unit. So that one, that isn't, measuring help, Gauss, one isn't measuring in and one is measuring in Tesla. Right. Um, because there is a multiplication factor. I think it's, uh, is it 100 or 1,000 difference between the two at it's the top a, of my head? Is
1: it 1,000? I think it's, it's a th- uh, 100.
0: 100, yeah. Uh, so yeah I,
1: believe it, I believe it's 100. A-
0: there is there is a, there up, is you know. a difference in the two scales, so um, yeah. Well, and one decimal, decil- point. There you go. Um, and of course, that same goes for measuring temperature. Um, you know, if you're going to measure in far- uh, agree beforehand what scale you're going to use, and then all right. use the same scale. Excellent.
1: Yeah. Okay. So that was the, the end of the ones we discussed last week, and we're going Did on to. Did you know to-
0: that the Tesla scale was named after Nikola Tesla? No, really. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> Boy, see, you're good, you know all that really
0: The creator or the inventor okay. or the discoverer of the alternating current. Oh wow. That's amazing.
1: You're I mean there smart. are other
0: okay. there are other small differences between the two scales, but basically you're yeah. at its simplest level it's Fahrenheit Celsius.
1: Okay, we don't want to go through a whole thing anyways no. anyway.
0: We don't we have to right, need so to go any further in that than that.
1: So the next, next one we come into is the digital thermometer. A digital thermometer will be quite useful. The temperature fluctuations that are commonly reported patients, if you plan to acquire a digital thermometer, make sure that it isn't just a surface thermometer. Make sure you buy one that is ambient temperature. And we have a pro tip. Don't point the thermometer at metal or glass windows, especially in cold conditions. They will always read much colder than the ambient temperature in the room. This could lead to misinterpretation. I'm not so there you sh- go. What's your thoughts?
0: Well, yeah, I've got a bit confused here because you I don't too. point a thermometer at anything unless it's, in, unless it's a, um, an, emis- an IR emission thermometer. So, uh, one of those that have those shoot those red laser 20. dots all over the place. Yeah, the one. Um, is that okay, what he's advocating? Uh, I,
1: yeah, it's one of these guns, you know, the little guns.
0: Uh, yeah, we see. Let I me wouldn't. see
1: if I get the brand name off it. It is uh, Tech City.
0: X- yeah, no, um, no, I wouldn't. I. In fact, it's more likely to cause more trouble for you because. Um, what, what that reads is surface temperature uh, from, right. a, from the object directly in front of it. It works by, by measuring the infrared emission of uh, the surface. So it's kind of a relative of, the thermal, it's, it's a relative of the thermal imaging camera. Now, your problem with that is, uh, is uh, same with the thermal imaging camera, is emissivity. And this is why he does put that useful pro tip: don't point it at windows and metal surfaces. And the reason for right. that is because brick, wood, plaster, metal, glass, carpet, uh, siding, all reflect, uh, all emit infrared in a slightly different way, right. and so you will get very large variations of temperature um, shown upon the display. What you need is a non is a no, contact well no it's a contact thermometer it's an air thermometer right uh, so what yeah you,
1: well uh, yeah a type okay, K
0: thermocouple is, right, is exactly is, is, the, is the device that you need
1: right that's for those who don't know that's a little wire thing you see on something meters, yeah. like You'll see it on the uh Malmeter, They have that little probe sticking off it, and another. Uh, that's,
0: that's perfect. Something like that, or or a thermistor thermometer uh, that has a little probe. A probe thermometer is much better than an infrared mm. thermometer.
1: Okay, that's pretty cool. All right, so I think we're okay with that. But yeah, most people just take the the gun ones and they just fire them all over the place and don't know what the hell they're aiming at. So, anyway. <laughs> And the other thing too is
0: uh actually that reminds me of a really uh, talking about thermometers I've got a book here by another American author called uh, Joshua Warren heard of him yeah yeah um who who notably writes about those gun thermometers that uh, he obviously doesn't understand how they work because he wrote in his book that the laser beam bounces off the target um, and then reflects back and measures the temperature that.
1: oh, does it really
0: yeah. Okay. Sadly. Right. Because the laser pointer is there only so you know where you're pointing the bloody thing. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the other problems with with materials that you're measuring, uh, you know, brick, well, you, you know, on a real hot day, brick can also absorb... Heat as well, Uh, there are other surfaces that will absorb heat, which will affect, uh, well, uh, how how can I say this? Which will not necessarily give you the reading you're looking for, um, because you you have a heat source, uh, could be heated brick. Does that make sense? I'm not saying this right. I know I'm not.
0: I know what you mean.
1: I know I'm not saying it right.
0: No, but what we're primarily interested in as investigators is when people say, the you know, it felt suddenly cold or the room felt icy right. cold. Well, and that's
1: where you're better off with the other ones.
0: In that case, what you're actually wanting to measure is the air temperature, the ambient exactly. temperature. Right. And so what you need is a thermistor or a type K thermocouple or, a, you know, something that's actually in direct contact with the air. Exactly.
1: So we move on to the next one, which is the last one in this series, and this is the thermal camera. Uh-huh. At one time, a thermal camera was the most coveted piece of paranormal investigative was, equipment. Oh was, wasn't it? Uh, let me finish it, and then you can comment. That's mostly because of it's price, but also the quality of the evidence it can capture. Whoa. If you capture... A thermal image <clears throat> of a human shape of some sort of gobble gobble gob- global global, and you can you are certain um, you you are certain it is not a thermal reflection or your own thermal radiance. That's pretty faint piece of evidence. With the Is advent it? of the Wait, a minute, let me finish it. That with the advent of the phone attachment, cheaper pricing of camera units, the thermal camera can become an accessible piece of equipment once more. Pro tip do not use the thermal imaging phone apps. Typically they are not true thermal images, but rather a theelectrical Theatrical overlay. Okay, so that's that's what Mr. Gonzalez says. So, well, well I I agree passes. with his pro
0: tip. I absolutely agree with his pro tip because there are um, apps that simulate thermal vision, mm-hmm. um, which is sad. Which is sad. Um, they just uh, render a false colour on the picture to simulate thermal imaging, um, and you 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 there are many, many uh, good quality thermal cameras as they're now very, very affordable. And they used yeah. to be, uh, back in the day, they used to be the most coveted ghost-hunting device. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so was, I'm going to have to hold you there because we have to take the break right now. The break's okay. coming up. so. We'll finish this right after the break. Anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Steve Fassett and Ron Kolok right here on Toge.com and ParAx Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group in Nothen, Massachusetts. We'll be right back. Mysterious and spooky, they all talk ugly gooky, the para family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the para family.
0: They're strange, deranged, unrestrained.
1: So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous. As we give awards to the para family.
0: That show that spans the globe in its desire to uncover paranormal mysteries. Oh,
1: that. So you were discussing the thermal. Uh, oh
0: yeah, yeah. Image, uh, right? And it was, wasn't it? It was absolutely I remember when when Parascience got its first thermal imaging camera. We were like, we were, uh, we, we took it, at, you know, on a, on a, some investigations, and we were treated like gods. Oh, yeah. Because we had the thermal imaging camera. Um, and we discovered very quickly. In fact, we'd used them before. We, we did a TV production for Japanese television. Oh, um, uh, go on. on have, Japanese TV. Yeah, who have very large budgets. And they said, what equipment would you like? So we we got, I think it's about £50,000 of thermal imaging camera hired in for the duration. Um, Sweet. And later on, we, we, we bought one of our own. Obviously, it wasn't that much. Um, but what we, what we we knew, because like you, um, when we bought the thermal imaging, it, uh, thermal imagery, it came with an offer from the manufacturer, FLIR, to yes. attend a training course in the correct use and understanding of the device. Uh, I think the course was about six hundred and fifty pounds. It took three days. it was
1: free though uh,
0: it was there was a basic one day course it was free uh, yeah, but then there was you could actually gain a certificate in thermography. that's true yes so so I did that course because I figured like like, like any sensible person would. Uh,
1: well. I wonder how many even attended that one day seminar, which was totally free and they did feed you too not many
0: um. But nonetheless, uh, what what I I realised is that it's an incredibly useful piece of technology. Uh, absolutely rubbish for finding ghosts, but brilliant for saving time when we were doing the baseline ambient measurements of a location or looking for areas uh, where the insulation on the building or the the around windows was allowing cold air to get in. Um, it had a whole range of useful I mean one of the best uses I ever found for for ours was we had the central heating broke down um, and all the radiators went off and the plumber was threatening to dig up all the floorboards and take half the house apart to find the blockage it took me about 30 seconds with the thermal camera to say it's there <laughs> <laughs>
1: it does uh, it's, it's outside impressed, the ghost hunting committee
0: Yeah, which oh, impressed him immensely um but they are incredibly useful, and now they're incredibly affordable, and I, yes. I do have one. Uh, I have one that can, uh, clips onto the bottom of my smartphone, as you've seen. Um, mm-hmm. It shoots video, it shoots stills, it allows me to do um, thermography, um, analyze the, the sort of pictures, um, and it's incredibly useful. Um, but it will never find you uh, a ghost.
1: Well, I did this is the one thing that that kind of I had to shake my head. up. thermal image of a human shape or some sort of globule, and you are certain it isn't a thermal reflection or your own thermal radiance. That's uh-huh. pretty fantastic piece of evidence. Piece of evidence of what is what I'm trying to understand. Uh,
0: piece of evidence. Some
1: sort of, some sort of human, some sort of human shape, which we saw, we saw on the ghost at the show. Uh, remember yeah. that one on the, yeah. uh, uh, the locker.
0: Yeah. Well, no, that was the number 20. Was it the number 22 that lit up? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that one.
1: The human shape. Originally, that was the, the, yeah, thing, then and then The, it, the, num- the, the,
0: the, n- yeah. the number last lit, lit up, didn't it? Both yeah. of which you and I were able to explain. Right because we I, did the course what's this, what's just some sort of gop?
1: i don't understand i don't know what kind uh, of evidence that is
0: evidence well of one, one, of, one of my favorite explanations uh, that goes with using a thermal camera came from a british guy uh, who wrote a it was a website um to expose, you know useful pieces of ghost hunting equipment a bit like the one we're discussing now um mm-hmm. And he wrote that uh, one of the the, uh, primary uses of the thermal imaging camera is to find cold spots in the air. In the air? Yeah. So you could actually visualize the ghost walking towards you. Wow, that's pretty good. I didn't realize they could do that. Wow. There 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 is a very special type of thermal imaging camera. Um, mm. I think they're currently around about one hundred thousand pounds, and they have a, sure. a they have a special filtering system, and so they they, they can actually detect changes in the uh, ambient atmosphere so oh, wow. uh, they can find areas of hot and cold gas and it's called a gas find ir okay. and they're actually,
1: yeah yes yes yes
0: and they're used in the petrochemical industry for finding sort of petrochemical uh, vapor leaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they can do that, but they have a very very special filtering system um
1: well can't they can't they pick up gaseous clouds because i remember putting on my facebook the the image from a uh uh oh, air, part of the of a uh a demon being escaped from a woman i believe that was yeah, uh, um,
0: yeah. <laughs> In a very – if you – and I'm sure you did when you got your thermal imaging camera. If you put it very close to a lighted candle, um, you will see that that area of um, very hot gas above. Um, The reason for that is actually it's not seeing the gas. It's not seeing the vapor. What it's seeing is the it's seeing the tiny little soot particles that are being given off by the, the carbon particles that are coming off the flame. Hello. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. I remember I was that, just from the course, I asked about that. You know, why can you see? Um, you know, why can you see the top of the flame? Or right,
1: right, right.
0: And he said, you know, you're not seeing the hot gas. What you're seeing is the tiny little particles. That okay, that makes sense. And like and emitting infrared light. Mm-hmm. So there we are. Um, in very superheated situations, as well, I seem to remember. Uh, some of the air molecules themselves can emit infrared, which can be seen if you really, uh, you know, with really sensitive versions of of the thermal imaging camera. But the so standard hundred model.
1: Let me ask you this then, uh, on a standard I, I camera, mm-hmm. could you could you w- would that pick up uh, hot vapors?
0: Uh, no, because the it's the frequency of the infrared that's wrong. Uh, on on a on a normal infrared camera, uh, video camera that's using infrared, um, then predominantly the the CCD imaging chip is only sensitive up to about 950 nanometers. Mm-hmm. Um, now thermal imaging is. Start at around about 1100, 1200, 1300 nanometers, so it's a completely different frequency. Uh, it's it's uh, a much longer wavelength of infrared, so it's, it's like why we can't see x rays. Um, yeah, although they're yeah, closely yeah. related to things that we can see in the ultraviolet spectrum, we can't see x rays unless mm-hmm. we use special imaging techniques. Yeah. So, no, your normal video camera. But interestingly, your thermal camera can, and this is the problem they had on Ghost Hunters, um, it can see the the shorter wavelength infrared that's coming from the camera lights in certain situations. And that's down to emissivity. Because they had the emissivity of their thermal imaging camera set wrongly, and they pointed it at a metal locker that had a white number 22 painted on it, it was the white 22 was reflecting the infrared from the camera back but because the emissivity of the camera the thermal camera was set wrongly it could see the 22 brighter than the surrounding metal Uh, okay so it was an emissivity problem and you could have cured that and and they taught us how to do it on the course by making sure that you dial in the emissivity settings correctly first and for that you need another thermometer so,
1: I think Mr. Gonzalez did a fairly job with he his did. little list.
0: I, yeah, I mean, you won't go far wrong if you buy the... In fact, interestingly, um, yesterday and today, as you know, um, I was tasked with establishing uh, or equipping an, uh, the Society for Psychical Research's new investigation teams. Ooh! Um, and so we were, we were getting each each uh, team uh, geographically dispersed team is having a standard um, kit uh, kit. and so my job was to put the kit together for them and they've arrived for testing and setting up now and that kit was and it's it's really only for getting out there getting there quickly and triaging the case, mm-hmm. not not for an in-depth so, what,
1: investigation. What did you put in your
0: kit? Right, in the kit is is a dual a dual video camera, one with two separate uh, lenses that can shoot in different directions. Uh, not not expensive, not expensive. Okay. Um, a a fairly middle of the range basic still um, digital camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, a zoom audio recorder. Mm-hmm. And a thermohygrometer with a with an air, an air temperature probe, oh cool, and that's basically the standard kit that's being given to each of the investigators no no,
1: no book and paper
0: they have all that, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they don't have supply that. and okay. they have a wristwatch and they have a torch and, blah, and they were it yeah okay yeah um, but what we wanted was uh, just the basics to get the thing you know to evaluate whether there was anything taking place to decide whether it was worth um you know pursuing an investigation or even just getting the first stages of the investigation underway Uh. Um, then of course down the line you might need more equipment or uh, different equipment which then we can either rent in or however yeah um, but as okay. I say, we, we, we chose a, a, a fairly basic video camera, a fairly basic still camera. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nothing extravagant, nothing, so no EMF meter, um, no REM pods. Um. <laughs> no kitties. <laughs> no, well, no. Nah. I've got a soft spot for the kitties, you know. In fact, Kitty's going out on his first ghost hunt later this month. Oh, God, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Kitty and the cat ball. What a team. Mm -hmm.
1: So, anyways, uh, that was Steve's. Now, I came across this other one, which uh, I would like to go over with you, and I'm sure you're going to love this one. Uh, Going on a ghost hunting is truly a chilling experience. Imagine journeying down a pitch black hall of a haunted inn or venturing into the basement of a cursed sanitarium in Mm -hmm. search of spirits. While some might find this activity a bit spooky, expert ghost hunters and paranormal enthusiasts are alike um, are happy to into this gloom in hopes of coming up into contact with the spirit world. So if you want to break into ghost hunting, yes, as the saying goes, a ghost hunter is only as good as the ghost hunting equipment she possesses. Oh, God. Which, <laughs> that is why I've rounded up the eight... Gadgets essential, essential to any ghost hunting excursion. Go on then. Yeah, you, you gotta love it already, right? Uh, um, so I've, number got an idea. One.
0: I've got an idea who this is. <laughs> number one,
1: number one, the S-Box. All oh, right. S-Box Ghost Box Skinner with Spirit Box and EVP Recorder. Ooh. Mm. In need of a proper incitation to record ghostly dispatches further than this handy device, it's quite honestly does it all. The S-Box scanner is an essential tool in utilizing radio frequency sweeps to generate Wow, yeah, it does do that well from existing AMFBN paranormal investigations believe the static field provides spirits with the energy they need to be heard. The scanner has a record function so it can cap voices that you may throughout the static while so the wall. Long-lasting batteries can last up to 23 hours. This is a must for any ghost-hunting excursion. Better be, because I've just ordered one
0: while you were talking.
1: Then. Did you really? No. I knew you would I couldn't resist. What a waste. I assume you're being sarcastic? Very. Yeah. So, do, do you have any faith in this... Uh, S box, uh, and I'm not. I'm, no. Are we capturing ghostly voices on it?
0: Um, I would. I would wager capturing probably the local AM station on it, but not much else. No. Well, that's save is your, money. Piece, is save, so save your money. Which save.
1: Save your money. All right. Next one. Oh, this is. Interesting, rechargeable EMF meter. Oh, ghost hunters believe that changes in electromagnetic fields point to signs of a possible paranormal activity. So, if you're trying to prove whether or not there is an invisible specter haunting your home, this EMS device is your bet. With a clear LCD screen, it displays EMF levels with pinpoint precision. That, <laughs> that was almost possible to mess up any documentation of EMS changes. Even if you aren't going into ghost hunting, this useful device is good in case you are trying to radiation in your home of so, so, so there you go. Well, there, are, there. you can
0: pinpoint. But well, I'm that's, looking always, at, that's always that's always
1: Have you ever heard of them before?
0: Uh, some of them this is this
1: is a kind of strange one it looks um I, i've never seen I'm trying to get a this gets so much crap on this this uh page i'm on oh, it's no, it froze on me but they they jeez oh, there it is it um uh, it you know it's a regular standard thing then it has like a a a no, oh great stopped working <laughs> uh you know, the on on it, if it a, stops working? It, it has a red, a yellow, and a green light on it.
0: Ooh, above, that's
1: important. Above the meter, and so it's got, it's got the regular. It's got the regular meter, but above it it has this little probe that sticks out. This little excursion—it's the size of a finger—and it, on it yep. has a red, yellow, green
0: button. So I'm just guessing. I know the one. Do you really? Yeah, I know the one. It's um. It's a, re-ba- it's a rebadged ELF ELF zone meter. Is that what it is? Yeah. Which was made I've never for? Seen it, it was made for um, finding out if your microwave or something was being a little bit, you know.
1: Yeah, the, re- the original ELF meter that was from a little white yeah. one there that has it.
0: Yeah. There was an elf zone meter that had a little probe that stuck out above the coloured lights. Yeah, I've never seen that one before, isn't that
1: That's strange. And of course, my computer just died on me, so. Oh, that
0: sucks. Never mind. But the perhaps, w- it's, perhaps it's haunted. Oh. But there's there's no end of this sort of. Uh, you know, oh, wait pa- a minute. Oh, it's back, is ah. it? Ah. Oh. Oh. No. Yes, no. Oh, here it is. Hooray! Stop
1: get pop-ups. <laughs> this is a good one. Oh yeah. That you definitely need. Night Cat vision. Night vision monocular.
0: Oh God. Let's... Do you know ASAP? Many years ago, ASAP uh, got themselves some sponsorship. ASAP is the Association for the Scientific Study of Anomalous Phenomena. Right. And they got the you know these uh, first generation one night vision scopes. These uh, yep. green screen things, yep. uh, as part of their ghost hunting kit cost them hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds. Yeah, they were um, expensive that, And all it meant was. all it, all you could do was find your mates in the dark.
1: <laughs> no, you could see ghosts. Mm.
0: We we actually, uh, parasites did have one, um, and we used to use it when we were doing these sort of big outdoor investigations. You with your own eyes well we used to use it on the big outdoor investigations like the uh, civil war battlefields and it was oh, primarily cool. primarily for finding each other yeah um, I it. and you know looking for foxes and you know is it an animal because if it was you know if there was a fox running about because thermal images you know we didn't have them back then yeah. um and it was a great way of finding out you know is that rustling in the bush being caused by a fox or a couple of doggers mm-hmm. uh, dogs i meant um, so or, you,
1: you don't recommend them, I assume? Uh,
0: not the infrared, uh, not the night vision goggles, no. I mean, you're not a military fighter pilot. Um, well, it's monocular, so you have one Yeah, guy or, are, or special, <laughs> yeah. They're great if you're special forces and you're looking to shoot deer or something. Wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. Aren't I, I, we special forces? Aren't I, I, all paranormal investigators? Uh, some best. of
0: them
1: are. Loaded with, best loaded with the equipment. You know We've got a special headgear, special cameras all attached to us, and as we walk along and
0: yeah. And do you know what? What's really unfortunate? Many years ago, um, I had one of those sort of multi-pocket fishing waistcoats, Um clean, and it was. It, do you know? But they're incredibly useful for stuffing in. You know, like you just grab it. Yeah. You've got your camera in one side. You've got your. Yeah. And then it got spoiled, didn't it? Because instead of, you know, all the idiots started to wear them then. Mm. And then you got laughed at if you wore one. But, I mean, you see me almost haunted wearing one because I've got to wander around carrying a load of stuff. And you either carry a big, heavy bag, continually are stop you, and go back and get stuff, or you stuff it into one of these pockets.
1: Are you kidding me? I was, when I remember when I first started, the very beginning when I first started, I used to carry, carry in my hands... My arms, I should say, pieces of equipment. I had that old infrared beam monitor I was carrying. I had a recorder I was carrying. I had an EMF I was carrying. I had, EMF I was carrying. I had a thermal. Yeah, well, I was, uh, I was, I was,
0: I was obviously, yeah, yeah. See, I thought about it and went out and got one of these jackets. You were smart. I <laughs> was smart. You were a smart fella. <laughs> well, you know, anyway. you need to carry stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got your torch, you've got your pen oh, you know. paper, you've got your thermometer, you've got a camera, you've got radio. odds radio, you've got other bits and pieces. These yes. jackets are actually incredibly useful. Yeah. Um, and y- unfortunately, they only come in a range of colours. You know, y- green, sand, black. Black. Um, black. Yeah. Everything's <laughs> black. No, mine's green. Oh. No, and I mean you know... I-
1: Oh, to be
0: no, a prop, goes you have to wear black. Well, one, that, I, right. one I always wore on Most Haunted, um, mm. and subsequently, I still get, I've still got it, um, is olive green. But it's got reflective panels that have been uh, yeah, added, yeah. Um, which we use because, again, um, it makes makes the individuals stand out from the background. Absolutely and you know the amount this all started we were doing an investigation uh god must be 20 20 something years ago and one of the team walked in front of a night vision camera Mm -hmm. but they were but they were a long way from the camera when when it happened we were outdoors okay and they walked past the camera but they were right at the edge of the the sort of field of the camera and Mm -hmm. very indistinct and we had to sit there then for about an hour trying to work out what the hell was on this piece of footage until we eventually realized by putting the notes together and who was where. And we eventually figured out that it was one of our team had walked past on the, on the way to get a break. Yeah. So there we, we had all of our team put on um, either reflective or high vis panels. Right. Which meant that next time somebody walked in front of one of the cameras, they would reflect the infrared back, light up on the camera, go, yeah. and you'd go, ah, that's one of ours. Because we, we hadn't encountered ghosts, still haven't, that wear high-vis jackets or reflective panels. <laughs> so, <laughs> you can only hope. Yeah, it's going to happen one day. But it just makes life, it just saved us, you know, a whole heap of trouble later by yeah. doing this very simple yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. In fact. We, we don't wear the jackets very often uh, because indoors they reflect too much light back at the camera. But what we mm-hmm. do always wear now are uh, the ref- uh, baseball caps with the reflective panels on. Yep.
1: Well, I want to do one more
0: piece, at least one more piece of equipment to have
1: here. And we're talking about another essential part of this ghost hunting kit. And if you're looking to take an old school approach to ghost hunting, definitely consider these bad boys. <laughs> BMF, other ghost hunting related tech, dowsing rods were the one oh, we used. Well, uh, I
0: know Richard Felix loves dowsing rods.
1: A lot of people do.
0: He is a, a big, do. big fan of um, the pendulum, but also dowsing rods. And he believes that you can douse for uh, spirit energy, psychic energy with these um, broken because welding rods and coat hangers. Okay? and you-
1: you want to do it, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, you know, I mean, if we look at dowsing uh, itself and finding things, uh, there's something there that we, we can't explain. Um, maybe you can, but I can't. Uh, well, it was good, I, it enough have,
0: US, good enough for the U.S. military to douse for mines in Vietnam.
1: Yeah, for Vietcon tunnels. Uh, they also... Um, and blew themselves up regularly. It's, it's, you, you, like everything else, you have to understand what the hell you're doing. Yeah. And a pendulum, I can use a pendulum very well. And, and my my hand is steady and it won't move. But Says you. I can get I can get the answers that I want out of that pendulum.
0: And you can you know do the same thing with the arguments. Ah, alzheimer's. but do you know what's disturbing about the pendulum, most disturbing right. about the pendulum? Um, right. I can I can hold a pendulum perfectly still at the end of a uh, you know so there is no movement apparent from my hand and yet I can make that pendulum go in any direction you tell me to. You know I, I just me. said that, right? Yeah, but so it's not really coming <laughs> from the spirit world, is it? That's the problem, that? because I can deci- I can make it. Right, in a, that's what I'm saying. Uh, now it's going to go clockwise. You, wow, now, it's gonna go exactly. now it's going to go anti-clockwise. Now it's going to. Now I'm going to stop it. Now it's going to go stop. forwards and backwards. Now it's going to go left and right.
1: All right. So we're going to we're going to end the show with with controversy because we get two minute warning came up. So, anyways, so if you were to use that pill, and you and I both know that uh, how how it works, then if we got information from that pendulum that was verifiable. Where would that information come from? That's
0: the problem. Uh, whoever's holding the pendulum, I guess. Right, exactly. And where was but, the but information then but then the believers where water is or yeah, Yeah, but what but what believers will tell you then is that the energy is being used is the person who's holding the yeah, rod the, or the pendulum is a yeah. conduit for the energy. Mm-hmm. But that... The floor in that is I can in advance tell you which way it's going to go, as you have you just said. So there is willpower as well.
1: Yes, it's absolutely willpower that goes. So back I'm not,
0: to – am It's not unconscious energy, is it? It's you know it's. Well, it I mean, if you look
1: at if you look at, I mean, it depends where we, we reach. I mean, you look at thousands. Let's go back to thousands. A very simple thing. That just look at what Auto dials is they're very accurate, and people pay them uh, quite a bit of money to dials, for, and they're they're fairly good at it. Uh, oil companies, well, oil companies, do, companies they, do, yeah. Yes, exactly. So we have that, and yet we 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 find out how we know that in reality they're really moving it. Uh, you know, there is nothing.
0: Well the, I can't see I, you know, I can't see Exxon wasting thousands on a dowser to I find it. A... that's what I'm trying to say. We have that thing. But the problem Or are is they just have... gullible
1: but, yeah, but because I don't know we well, have I mean, people that are images that do it and, and they think they can do it but uh, are they going to find oil like these guys that are getting paid thousands of dollars evidently not unless they're lucky but anyway I don't know it's it's an interesting it's one of those things that I am intrigued by <laughs> I'm not I know exactly I, how the
0: jury, should, the jury should still be out with um, forget ghosts but certainly mm-hmm. dousing for water um, and yeah. natural resources I, I think we can keep the jury out on that one
1: Exactly. Oh, I guess we're gone. Did you hear the
0: tubes? And things
1: that go bump. What the hell? Deliver us, good lord.